Good morning and welcome to the Refuge Church. I don't know about you, but I believe that God is ready to enter into our homes, enter into our lives, enter into a time of worship worship and praise and settling his spirit with us. And so I give you permission to deputize your home and make it into the tabernacle of the Most High God as we experience him in new ways on today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for waking us up this morning recognize that even in the middle of this time of social distancing that you are capable of drawing us nearer to you and that through this digital gathering that we can draw nearer to each other and grow stronger as a body we ask that during this time of praise and worship and fellowship that you would move in this time that you would work on us on the inside until it shows up on the outside so have these next few moments to glorify your name in the name of Jesus we pray Amen. All right, now it's time for our declarations, that time each and every Sunday where we reaffirm who we are as a body. So welcome to the Refuge Church, a safe place where everyone can grow one step closer to Jesus every single day. We are biblical, balanced, and beneficial in everything that we do. We are Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-filled, and kingdom-oriented. We are built for this. Now, if you believe that, I want you to hop in the comments right now. Find somebody else in here and tell them that we are built for this. Bless the name of the Lord. Well, listen, at this time, we want to share the love of Jesus with somebody else. We call this our past the peace time. You know, normally what we would do is we'd go and we'd give somebody a hug. But right now, you can share the love of Jesus virtually, either in the comment section that's there. Reach out to somebody and let them know that you're there, that you love them, or give us a holler, uh, even in the comment section on YouTube or Facebook Live. Or if you have your phone, grab your phone and text somebody. Text another partner. Text somebody else and let them know that Jesus loves them and so do you. So let's take just a moment and pass the peace.
listen, uh, we've been dealing with, as a theme for this year, uh, Ephesians 2 and 10, and I hope you already know that by heart by now when we talk about being Christ's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We've been talking about as a theme for this year, we're built for this. Uh, but here's the truth. We are built for it, but recognize that we're at a weird time in our country's history and culture. Uh, the stay at home, stay safe at home orders, uh, social distancing, uh, seeking to flatten out the curve has forced us relationally into a dynamic with that um, seems out of step with where we had been going in the 21st century. Uh, we we're required to show some relational skills that we almost lost uh, because of the speed and because of the technology of our times. Uh, and so being on lockdown has forced us how to figure out how to get along with the people that we love. Now that we don't have the escapes of the gym or the job or church or other social events or gatherings, now we have to deal with the people that we say we love. But why is it that the people that we love the most are the ones that can annoy us the best? Uh, and so as, as we deal with this, being in close proximity for long periods of time uh, is beginning to expose for some of us the weaknesses and the tensions and the challenges in the relationships that we have many times even with our own family members. And so I want to deal with this whole idea of love on lockdown. Uh, I, I know that there's uh, online resources that are touted to help with providing mental and relational health care for our society during this time of quarantine. But I believe that the Word of God can provide us with some practical, applicational, transformational help that can ensure that we don't fall out of love while on lockdown. And so today I want to kick that idea off with dealing with from the idea dialing down the tension. How do we dial down the tension in our relationships? Well, there's a little story uh, in the book of Genesis that deals with a man by the name of Isaac and his wife, Rebecca. They have two twin sons. They have Esau, the oldest twin, and they have Jacob, the younger twin. And we drop into the story in Genesis 26. I just want to show you a couple little quick verses and let's see what we can learn about dialing down the tension. The Bible says in Genesis 26 verses 34 and 35, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, at the age of 40, Esau, the older son, married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Beri, and Basimoth, the daughter of Elan. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. That, that phrase, made life miserable, in the original language dealt with the bitterness of spirit, or, or when they were around them, there was tension, stuff happened, stuff had the tendency to boil over. Uh, but it gets even worse in Genesis chapter 27, verse 46. The story goes on to say that at one point, Rebekah says to Isaac, I'm sick and tired of these local Hittite women. I would rather die than see Jacob, the younger son, marry one of them. Now remember, they are a nomadic culture. So there's an extended family all living in a large tent. They're only separated by, by curtains from each other. And so Isaac and Rebekah, along with their sons, are all sharing this one enclosed space where there's not a whole lot of privacy and they're living on top of each other. Does that sound familiar to anybody? And notice that the Bible says that she was, she said, she made the statement, I'm sick and tired of these chicks. The, 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 the original language uh, deals with, it's a state of disgust or loathing or I'm sick and tired of this. 
And it, it kind of makes you beg the question. It makes you wonder, what, why? What did these women do that caused to make life so miserable for Isaac and Rebecca? Well, I believe that as you read the story, as you get into the details of the story and of these individuals' lives, you can see that first and foremost, there was a difference in faith and in values and in belief systems. Uh, a couple of different times it mentions that these are Hittite women. In other words, they came from a different culture and therefore a different faith system. Isaac and Rebekah believed in the one true and living God as re who had revealed himself to Isaac's daddy Abraham. These other women were pagan idol worshipers. So maybe that difference in values and what was important caused some tension. But then there may be differences in personality. The Bible says that Esau was a very dominant guy. He was an outdoorsman. He was a hunter. He was a warrior. And people like that tend to like kind of clingy people, dependent people around them. But when you say Rebecca, Rebecca, the story of her, she's an aggressive, independent, kind of take the bull by the horns, initiator, aggressive kind of a woman. So maybe the fact that they weren't like her caused some tension in the relationship. Or maybe it was a case of misplaced anger because in truth, Isaac and Rebekah weren't really mad at the wives. They were really mad at Esau. Esau had made some bad choices. Even with choosing these women, even with, by his life, he chose to live by the standards and the expectations of the culture rather than by his faith. And unfortunately, you can't live by faith and by the standards of the culture around us. Now, let me just kind of parenthetically kind of throw out here. I noticed that some people might say, well, I noticed the Bible mentions polygamy, but the fact that the Bible mentions it doesn't condone it. As a matter of fact, uh, every time the Bible kind of brings up somebody who follows that practice, which doesn't fit God's original creation, intent, and design, notice that in those stories where there are multiple wives, the consequences are always disastrous. It's almost as if the Bible is saying, while not saying, that this is not a good idea. All right. But notice that there's tension in this in this family, in this household. But notice that the problem comes in in chapter 27, verse 46, when Rebecca can't hold it in any longer and voices her opinion. She says, I'm sick and tired of these local women. Now, listen, just because we're sick and tired and miserable because of a situation, we have to be careful that our mouths don't create a bigger problem. Sometimes it's what we say and how we say it and the tone and the volume that brings the tension up rather than bringing it down. Uh, the Bible says in, in uh, Proverbs 13 and three, opening your mouth can ruin everything. <laughs> Now, now, listen, I, I know some of us have, have believe, some of us have been told and taught that uh, if somebody's wrong, we ought to tell them about themselves. But realize it's not necessary to vocalize our opinions to others, especially to them, because we can't fix people. I know that comes as a shock to somebody, but you, you can't fix people. You, you can try, but you're just going to be frustrated. Uh, Proverbs 21 and 23 says this, watch your tongue. And keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Sometimes trouble comes because of what we say. Realize this, realize this. Vocalized opinions that are based upon inner unresolved discontent tend to have a two-pronged effect. Notice this. When I, when I speak, with, when I haven't resolved my own inner discontent with somebody else and I speak it, 
one of the things that can happen is it whatever I say becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't take it anymore. Well, as soon as I say it, I've now created the conditions in my mind and in my spirit that makes me believe what I say. Well, why is that true? Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing what we say. If I say it, then it become I create the, the environment for that which I have just said to actually come to pass. Y'all getting on my nerves. As soon as I say it, I have empowered it to be so. That's one effect. But secondly, when I, when I vocalize my opinions and I haven't resolved that stuff in me, the discontent in me first, it increases tension and decreases understanding. The ability to understand and connect with the person decreases because now I've just said whatever I think and whatever my opinion is and now I've increased the tension. Listen, if you and I want to keep love while on lockdown and if we want to dial down the tension, we need to learn to control what we say to other people. I know that's hard for somebody, but listen, if you're going to keep love on lockdown, if you're going to dial down the tension, control what we say to other people. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, verse three, that we have to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We have to work at it. We have to make mental notes. We have to be careful. We have to be on guard with how we do it. The Bible says in Psalm 34 and 13, we have to pray. We have to ask the Lord to help us keep my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking guile. I have to be aware and ask the Lord to help me. Because listen, Paul says it like this in Romans 12 and 18. I, I like this verse. You need to underline it. You need to highlight it in your Bible. The Bible says, if it's possible, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, not them, on you, live peaceably with all men, with all people. You can't change people. You can't make them do right. So as much as depends on you, maybe the situation doesn't need you to say what you're thinking. Maybe we don't need your opinion. Maybe what needs to be controlled is me and my mouth and not the other person. Uh oh, I know I'm stepping on somebody's toes, but listen, the Bible says as much as depends on you because you can't fix them, you and I have to work on us. We have to endeavor at it. We have to pray and ask God's help with it. So as much as depends on you this week, I give you and I the challenge. Let's work at controlling what comes out of our mouths. Let's control the volume. Let's control the, the vitriol and let's control the tone and the temper of it. And let's control what comes out of these mouths because I declare that if we would think through how to do that will actually dial down the tension and at the same time God can increase the ability for us to understand and connect and be intimate with each other as members living under the same roof. And so I pray that that would happen, that we could dial down the tension by controlling these mouths. Can I pray for us? Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for this practical little story uh, doesn't seem to fit so many other things but yet you're using it to remind us that we've got to work on us that if it's possible if, if whatever our parts are help us to live at peace help us to control our mouths to dial down the tension to if we need to to keep opinions to ourselves to quit trying to control and fix others and only be responsible for controlling and fixing us to do that, we need your help. We need your help, the help of your Holy Spirit. 
keep our tongues from evil and our lips from speaking bad things that we might preserve the love in our families, the love in our relationships, even while on lockdown. God, we know that you can, and we know that you're able to do it. So do that through us this week, and we'll make sure you get all the credit, all the praise, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise right up down through there. Good morning, Refuge. I just want to take this time to give you a praise report on the excellence of our Lord. Three and a half years ago, God blessed my wife and I to start our own security company. He stated that he would bless it and he has continued to do so. But when the coronavirus hit, a lot of my clients started discontinuing my service and I soon found myself working less and less. As a provider for my family, I decided that I need to look for other work to offset the lack of work I was receiving through my company. I noticed a job posting in Hollywood, Florida that matched my skill set, but I didn't apply. Every day that same job would show up on my page. So I decided to apply for the job, but when I did, it was no longer available. It was then the Holy Spirit came upon me and asked me, did not the Lord say that he would provide your every need and he would bless your business? So you must walk in faith. Faith without works is dead. So I continued to apply for disaster relief through the federal government, but nothing happened. But the other day when I filled out another application for federal funding, it required my business account. So I pulled out my phone, opened up my business app, went to my app, opened up my account, and I noticed a large sum of money in my account. It was at that time the Holy Spirit returned to me and said, my God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches, which is given to us in Christ Jesus. I thank God for his renewing of my spirit and my faith. And I have a word for you, refuge. Fear not, lean not into thine own understandings, but in all things acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. We are built for this. God bless. If you have a praise report or a testimony, or something great that God has done for you. Let us know on our text line, Facebook page, Instagram page, or you can email it to us at refugechurchmiami.org. We would love to celebrate with you. Are you plugged in? Join our Facebook page to stay plugged in to prayer requests, Q&A with Pastor Upton, and other information by and for Refuge Partners. All you gotta do is join at facebook.com slash groups slash Miami. If you're interested in serving on a team of adults dedicated to discipling our youth, just text YOUTH to 305-257-8780. We would love for you to celebrate the Lord's Supper with us on May the 3rd. If you'd like to receive the elements, all you have to do is text COMMUNION at 305-257-8780. Or you can fill out the form at refugechurchmiami.org slash communion to receive contactless delivery. If you'd like to use your own elements, that is fine. We request that you use saltine crackers or matzo wafers and grape juice. God bless you.
Hey man, well listen, I'm so grateful that you took the time to worship with us today and I pray that God spoke to your heart and spoke to your mind in a unique way and gave you the encouragement that you needed to move forward into this week. If this ministry has been a blessing to you or if you're a partner with us, Refuge, you already know how we do it. We've now added a fourth way that you can give. We ask that you use it on your phone or through our website or whatever method that works best for you. We ask that you would support this ministry as we seek to continue the work of the kingdom of God, not only here, but around the world. Can I pray for you? Father, we bless you and we thank you in the name of Jesus for all that you have said, all that you have done, all that you have released, all that you have reminded us of on this day. We ask now, God, that the grace and the glory and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ would rest, rule, and abide on each of us as we leave into the new week that you have and the new things that you have in front of us. God, glorify yourself in us and we'll make sure you get all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you. There's nothing that you can do about it. Thank you for worshiping with us. May the grace of God be upon you.